Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. What are you up to? I am up in the clouds on a 14-hour plane ride. Not really. Yes, obviously. or you will be when this episode <laughs> when is this released. When this episode airs, I will be <laughs> on a plane flying to America. Going to America. Yay! Yeah, yeah you're going to be like simultaneously transforming from magical Esther to regular everyday Esther for your time with your family. Yes, I'm I'm going <laughs> very, very back into the closet to like the basement going back to my family. So <laughs> I'm having to like undo everything. And that's, you know, like last episode I was talking about how like emotionally everything's kind of weird right now. And that has something to do with it because I'm having to like shut down, like, like mentally yeah. shut down everything. And that's so hard for me because I've been so free and been so yeah. like open and then visiting my family, I have to put guards back up. And so that is so difficult for me. But the good thing is that you get to end the trip to the US by visiting me. I know. And you don't have to have any guards up with me. I know. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm having to detaro myself on the way there. And then I'm going to super taro myself on the way back. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be staying in my house. I you know. You can use my cards. I'm, I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm going to experience the Taurus like luxury oh, yeah. life girl you are gonna like be never before. so smothered <laughs> <laughs> i cannot wait i am going I am to queen of wait. pentacles the crap out of you <laughs> yes my body is ready for this experience <laughs> i'm already planning meals i cannot yes. wait i'm so excited so you just have to power through the the non-magical week with your parents and then you can have a very magical couple of days with me. I'm going to like make up for lost time. Like the time that I'm like, exactly. that's not magical. I'm going to like super magnifical magic, magic and Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. God. That, that myself on the way back. <laughs> Yay. My husband's not going to know what to do with me. He's going to just experience a whole new side. It's going to be some whiplash for sure. Definitely. He's going to be like, what is <laughs> what happening is going here? On? What's going on with my wife? But What's w- happening? We'll all send you strength when you're with your family because you. I am sure that it's really stressful to have to kind of put a lot of your loves on ice yeah. while you're there. Yes. Especially like just mentally making checklists and not being able to express myself when, you know, the expression has come like forth finally. Like I'm finally like getting to yeah. the group of self-expression. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's just protection and guarding. So yeah, but I'm excited that I get to end the trip with you and exciting yeah. stuff we're doing. So yes, that, that'll help me like exactly. push me through. It's only temporary. Yes. And we'll record together. I which know. Which will be interesting. We are. That's going to be for the first time we're going to be in the same room, Holly. Yep. Exactly. How, how are we going to be able to stand it? Like, because we've been apart for so long. <laughs> how can we stand being in the same room? This, this episode's going to be so know, lit. It's going to be hard. It's going to be so lit. Okay. It's going to be, we're going to have like three hours of recorded content and only like 70 minutes of it will be 70, more like seven, like seven, seven minutes. minutes will be actual relevant content, like sensical content. Yes. <laughs> But we're gonna love it. We're gonna love it. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be so wonderful. Oh yeah. Ready to do card of the day? Woo woo. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 
Okay, the card of the day is the devil. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The devil always comes up when we have we have these discussions about being chained and feeling those like constraints. Yeah. So I think he's just really reflecting me right now and how I feel. Yeah, that I'm going back into yeah, my chain to the basement. Exactly. Oh, Esther, I know. The saddest dang thing <laughs> in the whole world. Oh, but you'll, you can do it. But yeah, oh, yeah, I think that that's definitely reflective of that. It's like, get yeah. ready to not get have any to not have self-authorship. Self-authorship, yeah. Feeling powerlessness, that whole like angsty feeling of being trapped. That's exactly yeah. what it is. But that's okay. Oh my gosh. Short term, short term It is short term and we have it planned really nicely and well. So it's just self-caring on the opposite side. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I recognize it, so. Yeah, exactly. That's the important part. It's just knowing that it's happening. Yeah. All right, so we only have one question today because we're going to spend a lot of time talking about our beautiful Pixies Astonishing Lenormand deck, but our question is from our friend Anna who says, I'm thinking about grad school, and I pulled cards for challenges, things to look forward to, and what to balance, and got the Hanged Man for challenges, the fool to look forward to and the king of wands about balance. So that's a yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes. That's a yes. <laughs> I would say yes. That's a yes. What car- What kind of cards do you want to pull for Anna though? Just for confirmation, maybe other things you can, other things you should know. Yeah. Like I would, I would say like external influences, maybe like, like kind of, yeah, what? there you go. External influences and maybe something else. Let's see. External influences. And then I really like that Anna sent us this though, because it's helpful to see kind of what she got. Yeah. Um, having the hanged man for challenges. It's like, if you, we already know that she has a job, a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So a challenge would be feeling like some stuff was being put on hold and she was changing her perspective. The things she'd look forward to would be a totally new journey, which is really exciting. Oh, yeah. So that seems like confirmation that grad school is the right idea. And then the what to balance is the king of wands is kind of like um, tempering that could excitement. be just related. Yeah. To, yeah. to sort of temper that excitement. And she's like, like the leadership of kind of going or I guess loss of leadership of going back to school. Like mm-hmm. she's kind of a established uh, knower in her current role. And so the balance that she'd have to strike would be kind of being cool with being less of a king on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, that she's sent us this and asked us about her cards because we're always welcome to helping interpret cards and confirming things in our Facebook group. People will always post pictures and we'll always like be open to help. So I love that we're getting a question on air with someone who's already done their own reading with stuff. So yeah, they just want some additional feedback. So external influences. Yeah. I think external influences and maybe like an action card. Okay. I love this so much. I'm using the Tarot, which is the tarot card that's oh, all rats. Oh, yes. Those are so cute. And so I got the Eight of Pentacles, which we got earlier today, which okay. is super perfect for this yes. going back to school question. And the Knight of Pentacles, which is also great. So I think it's kind of like, like think about it a little bit more because you want to be rational as you're mm-hmm. you know, harnessing that night energy to move forward. Um, but it's going to be a good call. Yeah. And I got the six of pentacles, which is to me, it's like a giving back sort of thing. The external influence is that you're wanting to do more than what you're doing right now in your, in your current position. Yeah. And also as like an action card, I got the eight of cups. So definitely go like leave what you've established yeah. behind and go to the new thing. Do it. I love that. I do too. Yeah. 
yeah. I like I like the Eight of Cups coming up for that too. That's super yeah, nice. Yeah, especially in the action card. card. Exactly. I'm like, perfect. Thank you, Taro, for kind of affirming it clearly and not being the moon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you for not being the moon and the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. And so accurate. <laughs> so yay, exciting, Anna. I know, it was so exciting. Yay. Thank you for asking for our help with interpretation and good luck with your new adventure. Yes. Some cool energy. Get on the road. Yes. <laughs> Especially the full and the eight of cups. How perfect is that? I know. Seriously. So good. This week, we're talking about Pixie's Astonishing Lenormand deck. This deck is an incredible labor of love created by Edmund Zabrowski in 2009 and published by U.S. Games in 2015. On his website, he gives his whole artistic method, including his love of Pixie and his desire to make Lenormand more accessible. He used Photoshop to cobble together the images, but every single line was drawn by Pamela Coleman-Smith. Definitely check out his blog at DelphisChamber.com, and we'll link that on our Instagram. But be prepared for the most incredible Lenormand quote I've ever seen. You go to the tarot if you want to learn your greater spiritual path. You go to Lenormand to find out if she's sleeping with him and if the sex is good. <laughs> that is perfect. I know. Isn't it great? So what exactly is Lenormand? Uh, Lenormand is a method of cardomancy that uses just 36 cards. They're usually pretty small, like way smaller than a normal tarot deck. Um, and each card has a really established and super straightforward image and meaning. It's really strongly associated with France and Germany, especially kind of in the Napoleonic age. So like late 1700s, early 1800s. Um, and the oldest surviving deck is from 1799 and is at the British Museum in London. Ooh. The cards were originally a game called the Game of Hope. And they came to bear the name Lenormand. I'm assuming because she's French um, that it's named after this woman, Marie Anne Lenormand, which is how I pronounced that word until I heard somebody use it on an Instagram story as Lenormand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. That works too. But it's named after this woman who was a famous psychic um, in that same era. And she like claims that she worked with Robespierre and all of these French, French Revolution figures. Um, but anyway, after she, she was like a super famous psychic of her time. And when she died, this deck of cards started bearing her name. The interesting thing about Lenormand decks is how reliant on pairs and combinations of cards it is. They're rarely read on their own, even though each is assigned a negative, positive, or occasionally neutral, like tone. They're rarely read on their own. They're almost always read in pairs. Cards read in pairs are read with the first card on the left being the subject and the second card or the one on the right being the modifier. So an example that Labyrinthus Academy, which is an incredible resource for learning tarot and Lenormand uses is if the house card and the dog card came up together, the house card and then the dog card would mean the house of a friend because dog represents friend and house represents house. A dog then the house would mean the pet of a family because in that the dog is representing a pet and the house is representing as the modifier like things that a house represents family mm. warmth all of those things um so the dog card as a subject means friends a follower someone loyal and then as a modifier it means acceptance devotion affection Basically anything you associate with dogs. <laughs> I uh, started learning Lenormand using the 7th Sphere Lenormand app. 
um, which is one of the Golden Thread Tarot apps by Labyrinthos Academy. There's a lot of names for her, but we'll link all of them in the Instagram. It's a really, really helpful resource for getting the hang of how combinations work. And to me, Lenormand feels way less esoteric and much more like you know, happening in this world. For example, I had a dentist appointment and I pulled cards about how my dentist appointment would go. I would never do that with tarot <laughs> for some reason. Right. I mean, I could, yeah, you could, but it's just, I use tarot so much more as like a spiritual and like developmental mm-hmm. tool. And Lenormand feels more like divinatory. Like how is this going to go? Yeah. So even though I wouldn't go to a tarot or an Oracle deck for a question like that, I went to the Lenormand deck and it was actually super helpful and really put my mind at ease because I have a lot of dentist anxiety, but yeah, so we call them Lenny decks. Uh, we started calling them Lenny decks on holistic tarot agency because we weren't sure how French to make the name Lenormand. (laughs) There is a very, very old episode, probably one of the first like three where we talk about Lenny and we were just kind of like Lenormand. It's probably like two minutes of us trying to pronounce Lenormand. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Lenny, whenever we talk about Lenny decks, we're talking about Lenormand decks and, uh, um, I was thinking that we could use Anna's question as an example, like maybe each pull two uh, Lenormand cards to represent what she should know about going back to grad school, just to kind of confirm um, what her previous question was, but also show as a, show an example of how the combinations would work. The interesting thing is that one of the other spreads that Lenormand cards are used for is called the Grand Tableau, which is all 36 cards laid out in six lines of six. Nope. Yeah, that's yeah. six times six. six. six hey, yeah. yeah, we did math. Yeah, I can do some math. I didn't even pull out a calculator for that. Hey. But anyway, and then you read the entire grand tableau as like one reading, which is mm-hmm. wild. But since everything is read with so much association with the cards that surround it, it makes sense that that would be doable in this. Yes. So anyway, for Anna's question, what she should know about going back to school. Okay. This good. I'm just gonna do dun 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 dun. I know. This is gonna take so a little is, longer because it's because it's so direct. <laughs> exactly. It's so direct, and also we use Lenormand decks. Like the two of us use Lenormand decks way less frequently than we use tarot decks, and so it's not quite as natural of a immediate response. But I got this stork and the gentleman. Okay. And the interesting thing about the car- about cards like the gentleman, there's also a lady card and a child card, is that those cards are usually interpreted as being like neutral, stagnant figures. And so this would be telling her to that this might be related to the man in her life that he um, is who the stork is the subject of. I'm gonna pull another card just to see if that adds clarification. Um. So we got the stork and the snake. I have the snake as well. That's interesting. Oh, really? What is the snake with for you? The snake is with the sun. So it's the sun first. So it's like good and everything's successful. And the snake is like, but there'll be complications and maybe setbacks from your career life. So I feel like it was just reflecting like that. It's a good move, but there she may feel at times frustrated because it's a career setback than just staying in her place. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And I got the same thing because the stork represents change and improvement and movement. But like, you know, there's some flexibility with that. And so with the modifier of the snake, it's Mm going to be a little bit more complicated to have that movement happen than you might anticipate. And with the gentleman showing, I think that it's something that you're going to want to have a conversation with 
um, your partner about because that might add, but we are, I mean, because we already know the situation, Anna already told us that one of the things she was going to wait for was for her husband to finish grad school. Right. So it would make sense if he became the complicating factor in her right. moving forward because there's, he's in school now and she wants to go to school. So yeah. it would be worth talking to him, the gentleman in your life about that forward momentum and any of the complications that happened there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. see, isn't that weirdly straightforward? It's there's so, like so no... like there's no room for wiggle and mint. There's no room for intuition. It's yeah. just like bing, bang, bong, base as our Havian Boozum yeah, exactly. friends would say. Bing, bang, bong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> bing, boom, bomb. Just very straightforward. But yeah, so isn't that interesting? It's just like yeah. a totally different way to read cards. So it's super fun. I like it a lot. It's not something that you would like journal forever about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's to me, it provides clarity to situations that exist in real life. It's a very grounded deck it's not yeah. something you have to like question about anything like that it's just very straightforward and that's refreshing because sometimes when you're so like caught in the developmental spiritual side of taro it's nice to have something that's like hey here you go this is your answer yeah exactly it's like yeah. not offering a lot of room for error or anything so what are your general impressions of this specific this Lenormand specific deck, deck. yeah I really, really love it. So um, I am the one who recommended like looking at his website. It's really cool what he did with it. He is somebody who has some friends who are super into Lenormand. He was kind of trying to get into it, but wasn't really connecting with the traditional cards because traditional Lenormand cards are super oh. 17th, like super yes. 18th century, like women wearing sort of uh, Renaissance era clothing and mm -hmm. flowers. And it's just like a lot going on. And so he wasn't really connecting with it. And so he took all of, you know, Pixie. So Pamela Coleman Smith's artwork and then cobbled together these incredible cards. And so it feels really normal because mm -hmm. we're used to using Pamela Coleman Smith artwork. So it's a super good to me intro to Lenormand because none of the art feels that different from what we're used to. Like there right. are actual cards where you can notice exactly where some of the content comes from, mm -hmm. which is a fun game for somebody who loves, you know, Pixie Smith also to be like, Oh, I recognize this from this or whatever. Right. So my general impressions are that it's super straightforward, but really cool from an art historical perspective. And the cards themselves are like classic us games. So they're small. Um, the cardstock is pretty decent. They're just, I just like it. It's just good. Yeah, I think I think it's a very uncomplicated introduction to Lenormand. To me, because the artwork is familiar, I am more drawn to it. And it's very grounded and, like, if it makes any sense. So, like, where I've had yeah. trouble connecting with Seventh Sphere, Lenormand, this deck, I was like, oh, I get it. Okay, I understand. Like, the sun is the sun. So, you know, that sort of thing. Because yeah, I'm familiar exactly. with the sun card. Um, also the back is gorgeous. I love the teal, like light minty back and the rose that's on it. It's one of my favorite yeah. backs of any kind of card on it. And I call so the, cute. the size of the cards, American girl tarot cards, because they're like American girl doll yeah. size. So it's just like a practical Cause they're slightly stick. smaller even than like most playing cards, yes. aren't they? Yeah. Oh, so much smaller. Like even like the tarot tins that we, that we have of like the borderless tarot. Or, I mean, the uh, Centennial yeah, Tarot. Smaller they're smaller than, than that. So they're really, really tiny. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I guess it makes sense if you need to lay out 36 for one of the most <laughs> common spreads for it. But still, it's yeah. pretty small. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what are types of readings have you used this for? I mean, you about your dentist appointment, obviously, but are there any other readings that you've used this for? Yeah, I've used it like a year ago. I used it for stuff about my last trip, not this most recent trip to Scotland, but my last trip. So I tend to forget that I even have it, to be honest, because <laughs> I'm so... The Lenormand thing just doesn't really pop into my head. And also it is so straightforward that right. it's like intimidating in some ways, you know, I think because it's so much more unknown, I have some of that fear that new readers have about a bad tarot card, a bad quote unquote, bad right. tarot card popping up. It's like, I have a fear of a bad Lenormand card popping up. And so I don't tend to reach for it initially. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be really good. Even if you're just like, doing a very fast question like should I go to go out to lunch or just make something at home and then you pull the house and it's like which I literally <laughs> just yeah. did it's like pretty <laughs> straightforward like make something at home it's just like there's not like oh well I got the you know eight of cups so should I be leaving should uh -huh. I you know it's just there's not a lot of room for wiggle room it's mm -hmm. just like even if I asked that same question and got the mice that would still be like okay well the mice is kind of about, you know, stuff rotting and disintegrating. Mm -hmm. And so if I got the mice in that context, it would also be like, no, eat your leftovers, Holly. Like, don't right. be crazy. So it's just often like just so straightforward. And yeah, I've never used, I've not seen opportunity to use it for developmental. Like it's not really developmental to me. It doesn't tell me like, well, what should I do? It's very more of like matter of fact, very like, tell me about the situation that's going on. It's very, yeah. very direct. And so I would not use it for any sort of like, developmental like oh what should my action be because it's not that's not what it's made for if that makes any sense like I yeah would, it's I think it would it could be really good in combination with the tarot yes. deck where you're doing developmental stuff with tarot and then the next step is some is like just what we did with Anna's right. question like using tarot cards and then using Lenormand to for confirm like now what right exactly yeah. yeah exactly something like that like so that could be something helpful yeah I just wouldn't use it on its own because I don't think it was kind of created for that purpose if it makes any sense so yeah, I, totally. and for like, for like my own personal spiritual development sort of stuff, but for gathering information, for getting more clarity about a situation, definitely that's how I've used it in the past. And it, it's like yeah. extremely clear and very, I accurate. could see it kind of being a problem. Like if you know how, when you first start reading tarot, you are really drawn to pull cards for like every tiny decision you're making yes. and that, can, or at least I was, and that can mm -hmm. be a little bit debilitating when you're like, okay, well, before I, you know, agree to go out for drinks with my friends, like, let me pull some cards about it or whatever. I feel like if you got really into the swing of things of using Lenormand for confirmation of decisions you're making, it would be super easy to like get trapped in that cycle. With yes. This too. Yeah. Because it is so straightforward. So it doesn't take that long to pull a card for something like this. Yes. Yes. And that can be also a little, bit of a danger where you become too dependent on it and not self-dependent like terror. yeah exactly like encourages you to be yeah but I guess the same is with any like divination tool like any cardamancy or tea leaves or whatever yeah. oh that's another interesting thing is that apparently um some of the symbols used here are really common with tea reading oh and so and like similarly interpreted so if you're like trying to start tea reading or whatever and you start seeing a clover, you can use your knowledge of Lenormand clover definitions to also help with tea reading. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I do think that that's one of the reasons why Lenormand hasn't really caught on the same way that Tarot does is that for people who are skeptical about the divination qualities of Tarot, like, you know, the future isn't set in stone, all of those things, which, you know, still is the case even with when you're using Lenormand, having that directness can be super intimidating. Yes, yes. Because having the ability to interpret things differently is like one of the reasons that everyone can do tarot. But with Lenormand or tea reading or palm reading even, there's a little bit less flexibility. Right. And so if you're skeptical about how much you're actually like telling the future or interpreting what's not yet come, then this sort of deck would definitely not be something that would work for you, right? Because you're like, no, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because it kind of exposes your insecurities with yourself too. Because if yeah, you have totally. that fallback of like, oh, with tarot, you can have like multiple options, if it makes any sense, like multiple ways to kind of interpret it depending on certain questions and positions and things. But with Lenormand, because it's so direct, you have to be less, you have to be more secure with yourself and in interpreting the cards and trusting yeah. it in the divination part itself. Like there's, since there is yeah. no wiggle room, you have to, you have to be more like secure. So that's kind of yeah. like... Yeah, well, I think you're exactly right. You have to like be able to say like these two cards together. And also, I was thinking about it when I was like looking through them yesterday. I feel like you have to be pretty confident with synonyms in order yes. to do this. Yes, yes. And combining them, yes. Yeah, exactly. To make like a coherent statement. Because if you're just looking at it and you're like, okay, well you know, this means this and this means this, but you're not able to come up with the correct synonyms to make them make any sense together, then you're not going to get very much out of it either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do like where Tara, we've created our own sort of like timing, like we've done with seasons before, but this has like timing built into it. Like in his little white Oh, yeah. Book, there's timing and there's even days or months and things. And I really think that's really interesting because – with Taro, you don't really have that built in, but with Lenny, you do. And so I think that's really it's interesting. It's like actually explicit. Right. So yeah. I've used it before where I've done a tar reading and then for like when I should do something or when this action should be completed, I'll draw a Lenny card because Lenny was built with that. Yeah. So I really, yeah. really like that. And it all, it, like, and that's the other cool thing about this specific deck is that his little white book is very extensive. Like yes. it has for each and every card, eight different things that they talk about energy of the card. So whether it's positive, neutral or negative keywords, uh, full meaning. So like a little bit longer than he does, how this card works in questions of love, how this card uh, works in questions of career, um, characteristics, timing, like we said, and mm -hmm. then his image origins, which is, this is what totally sold me on the deck. And a lot of my favorite cards are based on the image origins. I just think it's so cool yeah. that this is how he created it. But yeah, it's a really extensive little white book. And I think it's just like such a good intro because the reason that I initially bought it is because Seventh Sphere Lenormand was coming out from Golden Thread. And I really loved the artwork. And I was like, what the heck is Lenormand? Like, I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. And my friend Abby on Instagram, she's Abby Aligned. She used to be talked. No, she used to be tarot your heart out. And now she's Abby aligned. She got this deck on Amazon, um, just as like a preparatory thing before she got the seventh sphere, sphere Lenormand. And so I did it too, because I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. But then I ended up not even buying the seventh oh. sphere Lenormand. <laughs> I have, I have the tarot deck version, yeah. but I didn't even end up buying the Lenormand version because I just like these cards so much. Yeah. 
yeah. they think they're so interesting. Yeah, and and they're like they're like a perfect size and a great introduction to the world of Lenny. Yeah, exactly. Because I think I've I follow the person who the artist who created like Sawyer's Lenormand, and I really love the, like the popping colors, but like it wasn't to me as endearing as this pixie deck. The, this pixie deck like hits yeah. all of the buttons for me. I just love it. So speaking yeah. of hitting these all these buttons, what is are your favorite cards in this deck? Okay, so I have four, and I do think that you should. I mean, you will get something out of this even if you've never seen a Lenormand deck. But if you want to go online or whatever, just to even look at a list of what all the cards are, because they are some of them have similar names to mm-hmm. tarot cards, but it's a whole different system. Yes, like, it's not. Even though this is based on Pixie's artwork, the intent is not that. Lenormand mirrors tarot. It's a totally different system. Um, so some of these names may sound familiar, but they all have different meanings, which is why I bookmarked them all in the little white book hey. also so that I can um, talk about what they actually mean instead of just how I'm responding to the artwork. So my one of my first favorites is the 16th card, which is the stars. And the stars uh, is a positive card that's about dreams and clarity and intuition and sort of um, that internal stuff. And it's great. And Mm -hmm. I really love it. It's super pretty. And the art image origins are the background of the hermit. Oh. And the star, the center star comes from the light inside the hermit's lantern. Oh, wow. And then the mountain cards come from the eight of cups. Oh. So it's kind of like a Frankenstein card, like all of these are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like this. I'm showing it oh, to Esther. Yeah. I'll post it on the Facebook. Um, and I just really like it. And I think that it's it reminds me of like a cold, clear night. And that really goes well with the whole insight and clarity and intuition stuff to me uh next my favorite other favorite is the moon oh <laughs> so i should have known the moon card <laughs> yeah of course the moon card in lenormand is kind of what i wish the moon card in tarot was yes so yeah. it's, it's really really so pretty. pretty it's a positive card that represents creativity emotions honor reflection like all of those sorts of things that I want the moon and tarot to mean. It's mm-hmm. a lot more like positive and not yeah. about mystery, but like the moon is there and the moon is representing these emotional sides of things. And so the image origins for this one is the moon is from the high priestess card. Oh. And then the dreamy town on the mountain, which is so adorable, uh, originates from a children's story that she illustrated in the green sheaf. Uh, which was a newspaper and so, or no, sorry, a magazine um, that was published in 1903. So that gives you a lot of insight about like the level of love of Pamela Coleman Smith. This guy has, yeah. Like he found the artwork in a magazine published, you know, 115 years ago Mm -hmm. to get the perfect mountain village scene there that he wanted. I I think that that's really cool that he wanted. Yeah. So I love that because it's more, I think that the image too, it's like about sort of shedding light and all those positive things. Like this town is enjoying the peaceful ocean and the beautiful moon. And it's like not about mystery and concern. There's no giant weird lobster on it. It's yeah. just like the moon that I always wanted. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> the moon we've always wanted. Yeah. And then I have just two more. Sorry. It's okay. I oh, know you're fine. Uh, the fish. Oh, the fish. <laughs> I also have the fish. Which is another positive one. And this one is about money and finances and fertility and entrepreneurship and prosperity and all of these 
sorts of like fluid things. So like prosperity, abundance, entrepreneurship. It's kind of like the things that can come in and out of your life. Like a fish is slippery. So like abundance can come in and out of your life. So even though it's a positive card, it's something that you would want to, um, sort of hold on to like have a firm grasp of it rather than just like letting it float away, I guess. And this one is interesting because the artwork comes from the back cover Mm -hmm. of a book illustrated by her. And so I love it because I love those spirally teals and yellows together. It's just a really pretty card, but also I think that it's cool that it's like both positive, but also something that you'd want to sort of keep a handle on. And last but not least, this is the one that blew my mind the most, the anchor card, because there obviously there's no anchor in oh, any yeah. tarot deck. And so I was like, how is she going to do that? Or how is he going to put this together? So the anchor right. is another positive card that represents commitment, destinations, goals, stability, work, uh, career stuff. And the image origins is, he says, one of the harder cars to make cards to make. The anchor itself is made of the arch on the three of pentacles to bring the weight and skill of mastery to the image. The anchor is topped off with the decoration on the hierophant pillars to give structure to the work. The rings are from the devil's chains to make them secure and long lasting. And I like that in this one, it's the symbolism used from the tarot cards to also reflect the image needed for the Lenormand card. So you can see it looks like an anchor, but at the bottom you can tell it's the three of uh, pentacles. Yes. And you know, it's just cool that it's like, it has both the Lenormand meaning and then also the elements of the tarot cards to mean something similar to what the tarot cards mean. So I feel like that's a good bridge. Yeah. I, I like that the, the intent behind it was exactly. Well thought out. Exactly. It wasn't just so I love images it. on the deck because there was an anchor, <laughs> which he could have done, but yeah. So, so you mentioned one of my favorite cards already, the stars, because I really like the stars. I think that I, oh my gosh, I think that was like a really, like really well thought yeah. out intentional card, but also it's different than the star in tarot. Like if it makes it, it's like slightly different. So that meaning to me is more, it's more well understood and just a little more, I could connect with it better. Um, I all, I have the ship, which the ship is a positive card. It means like adventure and travel, movement, kind of everything. And it comes from the green chief. It's an illustrated and it's like a ship that's on a bunch of water. And the, I think just the water's beautiful contrasting with the ship. Oh yeah. I think it's just really pretty. The water's really beautiful. And traveling like long distance. So it's, I mean, it's a ship. So what else can it mean? So I think that the meaning is so straightforward. You don't have to think about it too much. My second favorite card is the snake. I mean, come on. Every time there's a snake in a deck, I'm like, for it. I knew it. I knew you'd love the snake <laughs> card. It's pretty good. Yeah. This, this, what's interesting to me is that the snake energy, snake energy, my gosh, that's not it. <laughs> the energy for this card, the snake card is neutral, but all the meanings we would take as negative. Oh, so it's like, it's written out betrayal, spiteful, deception, plotting, rivalry. To me, that's not neutral. To me, no, that's that negative. negative. But I think combined with others, it would mean like it's going to be complications. There's going yeah. to be a rough time there may be conflicting things going on in the background that you're running into so maybe that's why it's neutral yeah but I just thought, thought it was very like all of the words are very negative words and like I would say in the English language <laughs> but the feeling is neutral but I do think that there's like I mean it's kind of like what we were what we've talked about with what is it the seven of swords like the deception thing is like mm-hmm. it's complicated because is it is deception always negative you know and I feel like that could be the same for this right. like depending on the context the deception 
is could be for somebody's benefit or just, I like the idea of it just being more about co- complications than any of the more negative yeah, things. Co- yeah, complications and being cautious about your next step sort of thing. So, um, and this art came from, while several smaller snakes made their way into the taro art that Pamela created, none were quite as menacing enough for this card. <laughs> the snake got its texture from the Empress card and its place in the field of grass from the Temperance card. So they took a snake and added some texture to, make to it, it from scarier. different cards. So I thought, oh. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, a snake isn't scary enough, I guess. You live with a couple. (laughs) I do. They're not really scary at all. No. They're danger noodles. Okay, (laughs) and then my last card is the ring, and I wish, like, I could have been, like, out of the closet because I would have done this for engagement wedding cards, like, in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, that would have been so sweet. Because it's, like, perfect. You can tell immediately that the the, the pentacle, the ace of pentacles was influenced in this card because the hand from God is reaching out. Yeah. And the ring is like the pentacle that's sitting straight right in. Yeah. Right so it's a positive card that in- indicates like contracts, commitment, of course, engagement, partnership, relationships. And it's just like a really, it's just a really pretty card. The card itself, I think it's gorgeous. I think so too. And it, it has like so many com- combinations from different cards, from her original artwork from the green sheath to the pentacles queen of pentacles like tons of stuff so it's a really like well copied and pasted deck yeah card so that's cool should we pull two cards to represent our relationships with the deck instead of just one yeah two cards yeah oh i think that's a good idea yeah because one would be like terrifying if it was like coffin oh yeah that is one of the cards is literally coffin (laughs) coffin i think was from the artwork for the four of swords maybe yeah lilies and crossroads the funny thing is that there aren't suits but they are all numbered so it is pretty easy to flip through a little white book to remind yourself of the content well in mine are cards that i'm familiar with so mine are the stars and the garden which the stars is like a card of hope and healing and just good stuff and the garden is talking like a party and gathering of people so this is like a really good like deck to talk to people with and use with other people yeah. and use in community with others. So, and so. the lilies is Yay. about aging and maturity and uh, wisdom and stuff. And so paired with crossroads, which is decisions, it's kind of like saying that this will help this deck will help make kind of mature choices yes. moving forward. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Holly. I like it too. That's fun. Very nice. Very nice. Awesome. Okay. So let's do one quick question that we got from Instagram just so we can show how the timing works. Cause that's a fun thing, yeah. a fun new thing that you can't do yes. with tarot quite in the same way. So this question is from our friend Claire and she says, how long will we live with my parents after graduation in May? And so we'll each pull one card and then we'll talk about what the timing looks like for those. Yes. And the star popped out for me. And the crossroads popped out for me. Interesting. Oh my gosh. The star doesn't have timing listed. Let's see. Timing two is an important 22nd of the month, two weeks or two months. So it's a two, whatever it is. Something of a two. Timing. And yeah, crossroads. So I think that the I think it's saying with the combined with the stars, it's saying that you're hoping for like two weeks or two months. So you're probably going, you know, going through some like dreams and um, navigation of figuring out sort of how long that'll be. Um, and so set your sights on the goal of two right. weeks or two months, something like that, and then. Um, you'll be able to achieve that goal because the star is, you know, about success as well. 
Yes. And it's saying that two is an important number. It's either the 22nd of the month, two weeks, or two months. So whatever it is, it's it has to do with a two. Yes. So focus on that. Interesting. I like that mine didn't have it. Of course, we like try to do That's an interesting. experiment. We're and two like, cards, oh, no. I know. <laughs> no timing no. from me. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of makes things easier, too, with two cards. So. <laughs> and then also, yeah, that's the Lenormand deck. And if you are interested in doing more Lenormand readings, absolutely join our Facebook group. I would love to get some conversations about this flowing. Yes, and do like a little side Lenny little chat. Yeah, totally. And help with interpretation and training and all that stuff. Because yeah. the only way to learn is to do it. And if you feel intimidated because, for example, you pull a timing card with no timing on your podcast, <laughs> it can be easy to just put it away and say like, okay, well, that didn't work for me. So share yes. with us. <laughs> yeah, do it. And next week, we don't have a deck because Holly and I are going to be together. We're going to be together. Yeah, we are. And we're going to do our second ever book review. Yes, we're we. going to be talking about The Raven Boys by the Maggie Stiefvater. Awesome. The Raven Boys. She's also the author of the Raven Prophecy Tarot deck and one of our Facebook groupie members recommended the series to us because it involved divinatory stuff so we're like we don't know if she's a groupie but she's in the facebook group well i mean i mean i mean it's kind of like implied it's a groupie so sorry if you're not no you will be you will be (laughs) anyway but yeah so she suggested it and uh i'm excited about it because i think that we got a lot of really fun feedback about our first book review and so we're gonna do that again so we will see you next time. Yeah. We'll see each other literally in person next time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you like us, please tell some friends about us and rate and review us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a Tara question or a life question that could be helped through Taro, email us at wildlytarapodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wildlytarapodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and Lenormand wildly this week. Lenny! Yeah, get some Lenny in. (laughs) Have a good one. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.